0: Talofa Lava, I am Monty Bitham. You are watching Once a Warrior and joining me in the wall today as a cult hero when we talk about Warriors players and that is Yafeta Paliasina.
1: You're right, lad? Talofa Monty. Thank you for having me on your show, Also.
0: Okay, we see the background straight away. Uh, the whole heritage board. So where are you and what are you up to, else?
1: Um, Yeah, so uh, the background there, obviously it's the heritage board for all the players that play for Hull of sea So, um... Yeah, I'm up on there. I'm number 1111, so it's uh, pretty easy to remember. Um, and my role is uh, I do the player welfare role here at Hull of Sea. Okay,
0: since you know your heritage number for Hull of Sea, what's your Warriors' what's your number, man?
1: 93.
0: He's spot on. He is spot on. Yeah,
1: Feta Okay, also, how long have you been away for? Uh, I've been in the, uh, England now for 17 years. I know it's, uh, it's, it's gone so quick, um, but. This is home for me now, so, yeah.
0: It is home, mate, but there was a place that you would call home and make it your home running off the back fence. And with highlights like this, uh, you'd understand why you would not be forgotten. Here's Pagliasena, look at him go! like a raging bull! Pagliasena, oh, he's gone right through them! What a carry, what a charge! Pagliasena, the human wrecking machine. Pagliasena bursting back! weapon of mass destruction! Pagliasena, like a man possessed, he has gone through them, like Superman! Pagliasena, and the line-up is away and running! And now Pagliasena missed Mr. Effective, he is Effective! Pagliasena, still going, Pagliasena is there! An amazing try! Fix, when you watch that back, uh, you see that highlight reel. Uh, what comes to mind, man?
1: Just, uh, man, I, I, I used to get a big rush, you know, playing, especially the home games, you know, the crowd getting behind you, just that that energy that the, the crowd would bring. And that would give, that would lift me and it would lift the team. The, the Warriors supporters, they're, they're, they're massive. They're massive for the team. And um, like I said, well, I just got a huge lift um, from their support. Um, and it's something I love doing, and I used to feed off that energy. Um, whether it was carrying the ball or trying to put a shot on, it was um, they played a massive part, and, yeah, just looking back at it, it just gives you goosebumps, and something I just enjoyed and loved doing. The first
0: time I saw you play was Papatau Panthers, uh, and you were running literally through the whole team, uh, and that's something you did later on in life. The way you would run the ball was powerful, it was straight, and there was no handbrake. Uh, was that something you prided yourself on?
1: Absolutely, definitely. Um, it was pretty tough, you know, especially with the South, with the South Auckland teams, man, all them kids were, were big and strong, just as strong. So I always try to be as strong as I could and, and you know, pretend I'm not injured and, and just run as hard as I could. And that and that was basically it. Um, thankfully, I'd get through most of the times, but we had some great kids in, in that competition.
0: You went from Papatoetoe Panthers to Hibiscus Coast Raiders. Uh, Bluey McLean, who was a Warriors coach, was there. Um, how good was he in that part of your career, and how did he help develop you as a player?
1: Oh, he was. He, uh, Brian McLennan played a massive part. I think. Um, obviously, I was enjoying my time just playing with my mates at Papatoetoe, and I remember Brian McLean coming to my house with Tony Benson as assistant, and. Um, I said, Look, man, we, we'd like you to come to Hibiscus Coast. I was like, Hibiscus Coast, where's that? I didn't even know where it was. It was over the shore, and I was thinking, Oh, man, I, I just want to stay here and just hang with my friends and play with my friends. But, um, yeah, that, that's how I got picked up at the Warriors. So, thankfully, um, yeah, I made the choice to go over to play Bardicard. Um, obviously, that was the top comp uh, in New Zealand then. Um, and like I said, Blue played a massive part, and, and just my understanding of the game So obviously when you're playing in your age group and that year you're just running out running straight you get through and score tries whatever but um yeah he, he he was a smart coach um and that was definitely obviously the reason how I got picked up at the Warriors was and I'm um, thankfully that you know Blue managed to convince me to go up to Hibiscus Coast with some there's some great people up there great club um and I loved my time up there so Big shout out to you on the Hibiscus Coast.
0: I think it was early on, one of the first times we saw you. You were training at night, you come through the day uh, and uh, I believe you were tasked with a role to offload as often as possible. Do you remember that time with Daniel Anderson? It was probably the first time we were up against you.
1: Yes, I remember it was after uh, one of my Hibiscus games and um, Daniel Anderson said, look, I need you at training next week uh, on the Monday. So I said, yeah, that's cool, I'll, I'll be there. Um, I think we had a lot of injuries. So we, I think Big martuki was out. Uh, Justin Morgan was out. I think Logan Swan was out. So we were pretty skinny in the middle. I didn't know I was going to play at the time. Uh, I just remember danielle said, look, playing Northern Eagles, uh, Adam Muir was the back rower. And he said he'll offload at every, uh, he'll always offload. So I want you to offload at every opportunity you can. Uh, during the training session, I just remember the first couple I got away, and then I kept doing it, and then the tackles were getting harder and harder. Up <laughs> right against Miller, big jazz. and I think everyone was getting annoyed, but I was just doing what Ando was asking me to do. Um, but yeah, I was a bit busted after that training session, and and yeah, then Ando said, "Look, mate, um, you're going to be making your debut this week." And I, like, I was only turning up just to do that a session, and then I'm called into the first team. So I was, uh, I'll always be grateful to Ando um, for that. It yeah, gave me my first opportunity. Uh, playing first grade I was buzzing
0: That moment Ando said to you you're playing first grade when you thought you're just helping out um, do you remember the emotions yeah. and, and, and how you felt and were you surprised how how weak uh, the first grade side was and then even going to a debut match against Northern Eagles and you're throwing some of them around uh, you know there was the realisation that man you're pretty good at this you're a, you're a bit of a brute <laughs>
1: No, I just, I think, you know, what's funny, like the main the main thing I was thinking about was I'm gonna be playing against my hero, Steve Benzies. Steve Benzies. Um, that's all I could think about, and not not the debut, but I'm now playing against Steve Benzies. He was my hero growing up. Um, he's the reason why I wore headgear. People would ask, why'd you wear a headgear for you know, protection? I said, no, because Steve Benzies wore <laughs> one. Um, but I wasn't gonna wear his old school ones. I was gonna wear the modern day ones, but um, I just remember, yeah. Yeah, I've got cards, playing cards of him at home. Um, I've got this big poster and I framed it. It's a picture of um, Steve Menzies tackling me because he, he was a he was a hero of mine playing. He was just a great player. I remember also, <laughs> I didn't tell my parents at the time and my dad was coming home from work um, and he heard on the radio, like, um, I'll, I'll be playing. So I never told them. And then um, I just, you know, how the call, the... And I was like, oh, I might be getting in trouble, here. Yeah. Walk into the garage and my dad's like, "Hey, I heard on the radio you're playing for the Warriors to uh, this weekend." I just put his hands out and shakes my hand. You know, proud but he proud but them old school. You know, um, <laughs> but yeah, but <laughs> and that's how my obviously my that's how my family found out they heard on the radio because I didn't say anything. I just wanted it to sort of not make a big deal out of um, making debut. I just wanted to try to make it as comfortable and then as uh, and a normal game. Try to make it a normal game, but. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I uh, absolutely enjoyed it. And that's more, probably one of my most memorable games. Because we, we we won as well. And you scored a great try as don't well, Lewis. I know that I'm
0: game. Gerry Celso, right? It was the wrap wraparound dummy, came back on the inside. I didn't score many tries, mate. I was like you. I, I averaged one <laughs> per 10 games, but uh, that's all good too. Also, let, let's talk about a badge of honour, because we have a lot of injuries in rugby league, uh, but then you get injuries that you have in car crashes, which are ruptured spleens. Uh, Newcastle, uh, 2001, uh, was your fifth game. A wonderful game. You scored a beautiful try, which we just saw in the montage, but your rupture just been unheard of in the game of rugby league. Uh, how, how, ta- how hard was that? And I, I guess you must feel pretty proud because it just shows you how hard you do run.
1: Yeah. I'm, I can't remember. It was, um, I was sort of early on in the second half. I just thought I was winded. That's all I thought it was. I was like, But it wasn't going away. And I just remember at the end of the game, Going to the changing room, going man, my, my, I got a sore stomach, so I spoke to the doc. Can you give me something to take. I thought I just needed a number two, <laughs> so I was sitting on the toilet, <laughs> man. There was nothing. I was, it was just like a yeah sore stomach mixed with being winded. That's all I can explain it as. And um, I just remember, yeah, the boys asking, Are "You all right, Big Jez and, and and Harley and that?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm sweet. I, think I just need to try and sleep it off." Um, Walking to the car, and I man, I couldn't even walk. I knew I couldn't drive, so I rang I my cousin Leslie to come pick me up. So he took me home um, and thankfully my dad was home at the time. Um, I collapsed. I don't remember. Um, I just remember waking up on the hospital bed, going into the ambulance. Um, and then the, I was sort of in and out of consciousness and then yeah, the next time I woke up, I was drinking a drink. So doctors made me drink a drink just to see mm-hmm. where the the injury was. Um, and then I woke up again. I was on my bed, operation done. Um, and uh, Daniel Anderson was there. Uh, my parents were there. Uh, Doc uh, Hannah was there. So, um, yeah, I had these great people by my side and support. Um, but that was a scary time, probably more scary for my family. Like I said, I just thought I was winded and it was all part of um Playing with the big boys, because you got to remember, I, I didn't do a preseason. I was kind of just chucked into the mix uh, to play because of injuries. And like I didn't have a proper preseason. So I still had a, although I was big, I still had, I didn't have the proper physique of a full um, playing professional uh, player. Mm. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was a big uh, learning curve for me. Um, going in to play with the big boys, definitely
0: five games in 2001 because of the, the, the ruptured spleen uh, 2002 just 11 I uh, thought you would have played a few more games uh, what, what do you put that down to?
1: Um, I do you know what I, I I think I did have a bit of a sort of second year syndrome um, I if you heard about that it's just sort of a, I think I sort of got come onto the scene and I did okay um, I think just being comfortable as well that was a big thing as well um, thinking well if I'm not playing, I'd be playing barbecue with my mates up at hibiscus, you know. Um, so my mentality at the time was, My time will come instead of thinking, Look, man, you've got a big opportunity to stake a claim in the, in the, in the squad. I just didn't have quite have that in 2002. Um, but yeah, I, I, I it's something, obviously, I look back and yeah, you wish you could tell your younger self, Come on, man, you know, mm. you, you gotta go up and go here. Um, so yeah.
0: 2001, uh, you got injured. 2002, I got injured. So we didn't play much together. But 2003, um, we got to know each other a lot better. Because 2003, I remember coming into the club one morning and you were unconsolable in the corner. You were crying. um, And I couldn't even make sense of of what happened. Uh, Talk me through that.
1: Yeah, so we had... um, Obviously, we had 2003. We had pre-season. We had a few games. But um, Daniel Anderson was really happy with my performance. And he knew there was more. So... Daniel was always a smart coach. He knew he could get the best out of you. But so he pulled me aside and said, look, I'm looking to send you to Australia for a couple of months, two, three months, uh, just so you're out of your comfort zone. That was the main thing, sort of out of your comfort zone, away from my family, just to get that hunger to sort of to learn to fend for my own and and <clears throat> sort of be strong minded. Um and I was like, I, obviously, I was like, man, I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to go to Australia. And I just remember walking out, just sitting there thinking, oh, no, I don't want to go. So I was, <clears throat> was kind like, of upset that the boys rally around. And that's when you came. Obviously, you, you said, what's up? And obviously, I explained to you what happened. And you, I just remember you saying, um, let me speak to Dan um, Ando. He um, might say yes, he might say no, but I'll ask him. Um, I just remember you coming out and said, right, you're moving in with me. Um, <laughs> That, that, that was crazy but i man the I was, I was only supposed to live with you for two three months i lived with you for about two years <laughs> overstayed the welcome but I, I i i loved every minute of it i i know we joke about it but you 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 saved my career 100 um that's the god's honest truth um you lifted me um and i never really got to say thank you i remember you'd always say the, I don't want any anything from just i just want you to play well and do well that's what you'd always say um but you you definitely saved my career and i thankfully kicked on from there from 2003 obviously 2004 and then obviously getting to represent our country in 2005 in the tri-nation so it was the kick in the backside i needed but living with you as well was my i loved it i loved it and yeah i some great memories and uh, uh, yeah i can't thank you enough for for
0: for what you've done for me it's quite funny because your mother and my dad are from the same village in um samoa and, uh, and then many years on we yeah. start living together in, in Lee, which was a great time and um, in that moment so, i mean because i think you're 120 kilos and um, you, were, you were too big and you wanted to get down to 109 and, and you got to that. So there was some sacrifice that took place. Uh, talk to me about some of those sacrifices and what you did because uh, I know you had to sacrifice uh, McDonald's, right? And that's something you always didn't quite get right uh, because I, I rang up my mate this morning and, and asked Lindsay Robert of a bit, bit of a story about yourself. Uh, it was during one preseason season
1: yeah, I was during preseason and I know I, I, I knew that the diets and everything were strict. Um, I just remember Lindsay saying, um, Sorry, Lindsay, I'm freeing under the bus here, but um, look, man, let's go get some McDonald's. And I was going, Nah, 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 I can't, man, because Monty will know. Monty will find out. He's like, No, he goes, nah, won't find out. So, you no, know, we got some McDonald's and I wanted to throw the rubbish away at McDonald's. I said, Let's eat here and throw the rubbish away here at McDonald's. Monty, there'll be no trace of evidence. He goes, Nah, nah, let's go back and eat at the house. So, we ate at the house. Um, and then I've grabbed it and tried to shove it under the bins, and I was like, man, he's going to find it, and he goes, he ain't going to look through the bins, and I just remember that, the next, was it the next morning, I just had this, hey, have you, I was like, oh, no, he's found them, I told you, and you made us run around Ellerslie, around the mountain, oh, mate, it was crazy, and then Portland, you, you rang up Portland, Lindsay to come and run it with me, but uh, yeah, I, I said, I told you, mate, he'll find it, he'll find, find out, so those were some of the funny moments, um, <laughs> back then as well The way you'd
0: carry that ball uh, whether it be from a kickoff, whether it be from a tap penalty um, or a restart uh, and I often look, uh, especially from kickoffs, uh, when I was on the 10 metre line as hooker I'd look up and I'd see the opposition defensive line wincing uh, when you'd be coming towards them with your knees flying high Talk to me about your mindset and what you'd be going through your mind uh, when Stacey would catch that ball and he'd offload it to you and what you were trying to do for the side
1: so my thought process was always, I need to get to the, I need to get past the 20 meter mark. I need to get past the 20 meter mark and at all costs. So I just start <laughs> get ready when I see the kickoff coming cause I know they're gonna got baseball bats ready to come and get me. So I just think I'm 110, 112 kilos. I'm running as fast and as hard as I can. You, you don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, so it's just sort of that the anxiety as well when you, you're charging in, because I, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but thankfully, most of the time I, I got through. But I always, like I said, I just wanted to lay the platform. And, and it's worth anything, I think, as, as a prop. You know, you, that's your role, to lead the team to go forward. Because if I get poleaxed in that tackle, if I get driven back, then I've ruined the whole set for the team. So I prided myself on that. And then I had the guys that catch the ball for me, like Stace or Motu or Lance or Ayer. Whoever um, it was, man, okay, like, here we go, man, let's go. I mean, it's just it, you're just pumped. I'm just pumped, and yeah, it, it gave me a little bit of a rush every time, whether it was a drop out or a tap or kickoff. Um, I just loved. I love them carries because I was young and my recovery was was quicker, so I was very lucky at that time. But I, I tell you, towards the back end of the career, <laughs> I definitely felt that. You put
0: Villa Gorilla into the mix, and you put Jerry into the mix, and you put Tuks into the mix. To me, that's like the perfect mix, and what helped us uh, do be so effective in 2002, 2003. Talk to me about each one of those players and what you enjoyed about them, and why uh, you guys were so freakish
1: together. Uh, we we all, I think we all just contributed to, to the team. Jerry was a was a great leader. Uh, he always led the way, straight, strong carries. Uh, he laid the platform, quick play the balls. And he always go forward and never take a backward step. Big Mark Tukey was the same. He could also put some good shots on and big Tukes could play some minutes as well for a big man. And then you had a uh, big Richard Villasanti. I remember that 03 season. He was probably, he was up there with one of the best props going at the time. He was phenomenal. I mean, just that big hit he did on uh, Shane Webke, uh, the Brisbane Broncos game. Man, that just lifted the squad, the lifted the team. That, that was probably one of the biggest hits I've seen on probably... The best prop yeah. in the game ever. We had some tough blokes. None of the none of the games would be as hard as training. No way. Some of the trainings we did was crazy. Um, but it, it helped in the game because you, you know that the game's not going to be as hard as training was because some of the trainings we did was absolutely crazy. The sampit was definitely the forwards' domain. Um, something we... It was a love-hate. Like, we hated doing it, but we loved it because we could beat the backs so, or... I know I, we just got a good good we always got great sessions out of them um like we wore them shields but them shields did nothing it didn't do anything you could feel the shots coming from everywhere um because you got to remember you had like Clinton Torpy um Francis Melli that could put shots on I know they were in the backs but those guys could put some big shots on I mean man just that time I think we were so competitive man training we were so competitive um and we didn't want to let any, each other down, and I think that's what we took into the game, and that's a special bond. I, I, I say we we had at the Warriors just that chemistry from the youngsters and, and the senior players, um, and just not giving up. And I think just yeah, that that, that, that played a massive part in not letting each other down
0: on the field. The players you enjoyed playing alongside and why? Nah,
1: I'd have to go uh, Big Jerry Silsil definitely. He was the the mentor, sort of a the, the leader. Um, for for us in the middle, because he, like I said, he'd never take a backward step. He never looked injured. He just he just kept going. He, he'd fight. He just fight all the time, trying to get forward and get that quick play of the ball. He knew his role. Um, so I think he was massive for the group. And that's like I say, I, I, he's definitely someone I always enjoyed playing alongside. And I try to be similar to Jerry to try and not take a backward step. Um, but he he was he was phenomenal for the group um ali ali was special he was as he was special he some of the things that that guy could do man he he, he was he, obviously that's why he got the, the nickname michael jordan he was just a freak his offload his footwork for a big man he's quick for a big man um i've never seen a human being eat so much chocolate but then kill it on game day he was ali was yeah he, he was here yeah, he was awesome um and he was it was great for the group as well ali because that's where he everybody used to go to him because he was the, the joker everyone used to just love his company he, he was a good dude man we just had that great mix of the senior players the the young players um I don't know, like i say just the chemistry and everything at the time was uh, i i loved every minute of it and yeah we, we had some great times Definitely.
0: In your career, when you are doing so well, uh, there was Wigan uh, coming around and Wigan Warriors uh, were after you and um, you said, Monty, I want to sit down with you and I need to get your opinion on that. And we sat down and we, did, we listed the pros, we listed the cons. And I remember vi- vividly you telling me, also I want to thank you so much, you've helped me realise what I want and that is to be a Warrior ongoing. Uh, and then I read in the paper the next day that you signed for the Wigan Warriors. What happened, man?
1: What happened? <laughs> Oh, that was crack up. I know we were, pretty, we were just be about an hour, a couple of hours, going through the pros and cons, and uh, obviously looking back, I, I wish I did stay longer. But just the, the the contract that Wigan offered me was was just too good to turn down. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, I had my parents to look after as well at the time, so financially it was a it was a good move for myself to be able to look after my parents. Um, that was my main goal was to. Give back to them, you know, the sacrifices they made for us um, as youngsters. Um, and they played a massive part in my, my me being a uh, professional rugby league player. I wanted to repay them um, back. So that was part of the big, uh, the big move to Wigan. But like I said, I'm just grateful for the opportunity that I got to play. Um, such a great team, players, coaching staff, got to play for my hometown club, uh, in front of my family, my friends, my schoolmates. Um, the fans back then were, were, were great. I remember we used to go up to the Sky Tower uh, up there after match functions and just meeting some of the fans and the hardcores that are still there now supporting the team. Um, it, was a, it was a great, like I said, it was a great time and we were very lucky to have such a, a great following um, sort of in the early 2000s. And it's, um, like I said, it's memories that I'll have forever and the Warriors will always be my team.
0: Well, fix once a warrior, always a warrior. And I thank you for being fearless and also not knowing what a handbrake was, also. Thank you, Monty. Join me next week, same time, same place, and a new Warriors legend right here on Once a Warrior. Here's Pagliasena. Look at him go! Like a raging bull! Pagliasena. Oh, he's gone right through them! Pagliasena, the human wrecking machine. Pagliasena bursting back. Oh, the big fella. This weapon of mass destruction. Pagliasena, like a man possessed, he has gone through them like Superman. But Palliacina and the Lionel is away and running. And now Pagliasena Mr through He is Effective. Pagliasena still going, Pagliasena, He's there! An amazing try!